Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. In the past week, Lamar University Department of Communication and Media was named as one of the most 50 affordable online bachelors in journalism by Great Value College. Now, Great Value College compiles rankings. They're an independent organization that compiles rankings to help students make educational decisions. And what I thought was so beneficial, not only was Lamar ranked, its its journalism program ranked, it was ranked sixth, by the way, for affordability, but also the institution's overall reputation was noted as outstanding. Its faculty, excellent. And an unerring commitment to provide non-traditional students a high quality education was noted so online journalism sixth in the nation for affordability of course what Lamar University does on campus for its students and its online students is a, a, a big priority the most important thing but the institution's footprint in the community is also very very important and it seems everywhere you turn in southeast texas you'll find a partnership between lamar university and community organizations industry and business you know just this last week i learned that for the third summer the third consecutive summer the lamar university department of speech and hearing sciences in partnership with beaumont, beaumont community players has hosted interact Now, this is a program that allows children with atypical language and social development to take part in a theatrical production. LU faculty and students work with these children who have diagnosis, including Down syndrome, autism, to perform a stage production. And there there are very few collaborations between clinical fields like, you know, speech, pathology and hearing and art fields in the country. But Lamar University is partnering with the arts in the community and bringing these two disciplines together, speech pathology and theater. It's very, very unique and, of course, so valuable uh, for these these kids who would, who would not have the opportunity to do a stage production. The other unique partnership I discovered this past week uh, is one between our Rio Honors College and the Nonprofit Development Center. Now, the Nonprofit Development Center, Southeast Texas Nonprofit Development Center, is a membership organization. It's an advocacy group for nonprofits our area. And the Rio's, Rio Honors College is a college within Lamar University for the gifted and talented. And its mission, part of its mission states that they're going to integrate academic excellence, community involvement, and civic leadership. So these two organizations came together and launched a program called Stepping Up, which trains and prepares college students for leadership roles within nonprofits. This fall, 12 of our students will serve as ex officio board members in local nonprofits. And two students who were ex officio last school year have been selected to the boards of two local nonprofits, Bridging Hope and the Beaumont Heritage Society, and they'll serve as full board members. Really unique partnership, and um, it's just it's so vital that Lamar University partner with uh, different organizations and um, have a have a footprint in the community. Uh, You know, Lamar University is bigger than its campus, and it reaches far beyond Southeast Texas. In fact, we're part of a system of higher education institutions called the Texas State university system since working in higher ed these only past six months i've wondered about this system i mean i I wasn't aware of the system i thought lamar you know just existed on its own but we're part of a bigger system and because
because I was so curious about this, I decided to invite Mike Wintemute. He's the Deputy Vice Chancellor for Marketing and Communications to talk with us. He's with the system um, about the about its, the system's purpose and role and, and history and membership so we could better understand kind of how um, the system works and, and the role that it provides to, to uh, Lamar University. So, Mike, thanks for being with us today. Appreciate you. Thanks. A pleasure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, tell us a little bit about you, first of all, and and what you do. You what, how you got to the position that you have, and, and what you do. Sure. Well, you know, like a lot of us in in this line of work, I kind of that uh, this wasn't a, a big part of the master plan, but I, I kind of hang, I, uh, you know, right. ended up here by by accident. But it was uh, as that. Uh, uh, the painter on on PBS that used to have to have the show, the instructional videos, uh, would say it was a happy accident. I'm very right. happy to be and very fortunate to be uh, where I am now. But I, my background is uh, initially in journalism, in radio news. I worked as a radio news reporter in California for about ten years and covered politics and uh, local government out there for a while, and then kind of. Uh, parlayed that into a political communication career. I worked for uh, um, elected officials in the legislature. And um, then when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected governor, I had the opportunity to serve in his administration. Really? Yeah. That that was was interesting. Yeah. Uh, Every every day was was an adventure. I bet. Um, And really interesting. And and so I got to work in a couple of uh, state agencies out there in appointed positions doing communications and uh, and uh, external relations for agencies that have uh, primarily in the environmental uh, natural resources arena, so fish and game. Got it. Uh, and uh, Department of Water Resources and various other agencies. So I learned a lot out there, did that for a few years, and then I came to Texas in 2006 to work for uh, the previous Lieutenant Governor, David Dewhurst. Okay. So served you're as his communications director for his second term. One of those Californians who's moved to Austin. Yeah, I would like to think uh, of myself as one of the early pioneers ah. uh, of, that, of that movement. <laughs> of the movement. And uh, not, not one of those who's contributing to the traffic uh, gridlock around the state and mm-hmm. in Austin uh, specifically. I, I sort of preceded all of that. Okay, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll grandfather and, uh, you in. We won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sometimes people ask me, you know, do you consider yourself a Texan? And I say, well, I... I do consider myself a Texan, but the real question is, do Texans consider me a Texan? And typically the answer is no. The answer is no. I hate to inform you, yes. <laughs> yeah. and that's, I'm okay with that. I call myself a Texafornian. There you go. So, love it. Uh, okay, yeah, so you... I love living here, and so then I had the opportunity after working for the lieutenant governor to come work for the Texas State University system uh, under, under Chancellor Brian McCall, who was appointed uh, in 2010. Uh, he came on board, I think, in March of 2010, and then I followed in in May of that year, and initially started working in governmental relations, which basically is uh, uh, a liaison position between the system and the state legislature and other elected officials, just to make sure that the system is well represented, that policymakers have a good understanding of what we do and what our challenges are. Um, and uh, that appropriate resources are provided, uh, particularly in the way of the budget. So you, when you talk about representation, it's, it's representation of all of the member organizations within the system. That's right. So we have 
uh, seven institutions. We are uh, we're really a unique university system in that. Uh, first of all, we're the oldest university system in the state. Really, uh, established okay. in 1911. Um, of course, our universities were were established at various times. Texas State University, which is our largest uh, institution, was established in 1899, I believe. Wow. Preceding, uh, preceding the system itself, Sam Houston State University in Huntsville is even older. Um, and then, of course, Lamar University. Uh, here in Beaumont. 1923. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then we have Sol Ross State University way out in West Texas in Alpine. Okay. Beautiful campus. I love going out there, um, particularly in the summer months when it's a little bit cooler. Right. uh, In West Texas. And uh, and then we have the three three two-year institutions here in the Golden Triangle area, uh, Lamar Institute of Technology, Lamar State College Orange, and Lamar State College Port Arthur. So that's another unique attribute of our system is we're the only university system with two-year institutions. We're the only university system that does not have a flagship institution. Okay. Uh, so for uh, purposes of governing our schools, uh, which is done by our Board of Regents, uh, there, is no, there is no favorite institution, so to speak. Um, each, each institution is unique. It has its own history. It has its own brand. has its own culture. And not only do we um, accept that, but we, we promote it. And I think that's what makes our university system unique, is that we, we realize we all kind of have our own histories within the system, and we do what we can to promote and encourage the uniqueness of our institutions. So what really is the, the, the reason for the system? Is it really just an advocacy group to the legislator? Uh, the system was actually originally established in 1911, uh, as a way to consolidate the state normal schools. So back in the early 1900s, normal schools were established, early 1900s, normal uh, schools were established to train teachers in this growing state. And uh, the state realized as the population was growing that it needed educators in the public schools. And so the normal schools, as they were called at the time, were established to, to train and educate the educators. Okay. Over time... Uh, those institutions grew to offer a broader array of academic programs, and um, but but it, when it was established as the Texas State uh, Normal School System, it was uh, it was established to sort of consolidate the administration of those of those institutions. And so now our purpose is really to do, um, you know, the some of the things that the institutions would rather not be doing directly, or there would be great expense. If they had to do them. Um, Okay. Right. And so we kind of consolidate a few of the things that the institutions are interested in. Uh, You know, know, for example, governmental relations. Obviously, you have to have a presence in Austin, and it would be difficult for every school to send people back and forth to Austin. Right. have a permanent presence there. Uh, In my area, I do marketing and communications, so I try to support the efforts, your efforts in particular, right. um, support the efforts of, of the schools in making sure that, uh, you know, they're all communicating effectively, that the public uh, has an understanding of, of what you do and why you do it. And then I, I really look at my role as trying to uh, enhance and protect the reputation of, of our institutions. And this is sort of a, a growing an area of growing importance in public relations, but reputation management 
you know, you might ask, well, why is, why is reputation management a thing? Why is it needed? Well, anyone who's earned a college degree or is interested in learning a college degree knows there's some inherent value in that diploma. Absolutely, yes. And if the name on that diploma mm-hmm. is less valuable next year because of a crisis right. or because of, you know, some terrible thing happening, mm-hmm. and there are examples of this across the country. Just look at the headlines of right. the universities that have gotten in trouble. Yep. Really, the value of the degree, in part, is is determined by the reputation of the institution. And so it's our our job really to protect that reputation and make sure that the, the diplomas hanging on the walls of thousands of Texas retain their value and that the institutions have the ability to communicate effectively with particularly with with policymakers and budget writers so that we get the resources we deserve and that our students deserve. Got it. Now, we just have a few more minutes, uh, Mike, but I want to ask you about the recent decision. Um, and it kind of goes in with the, with the, um, with how decisions are made, but there was a recent decision to lower tuition at the two year institutions. Can we talk about how that decision was made? Um, sure. we've got about two minutes. Yeah. So I'll try to I'll try to make it quick. So the two year institutions in this area are state colleges. They're distinct, uh, from the community colleges around the state that you might have in other places where the community colleges in other parts of Texas are supported by, in part, by local tax revenue. The Lamar State Colleges mm-hmm. do not receive that kind of money. There's no local tax base here to support their operations. So over the years, they've had sort of an over-dependence on student tuition compared to community colleges. Right. The legislature this year, I, thanks to our efforts and the efforts of our institutions, recognized this as an inequity for students in this region mm-hmm. and decided they were going to double down and invest more in our schools. And as a result, the Board of Regents voted last week to lower tuition by an average of 25% at those three institutions. So students enrolling this fall will, on average, save 750 to $800 per semester. Significant. It's a huge deal. Yeah. 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 It's a huge deal. It's going to save people a lot of money and hopefully encourage a lot more students who've been on the fence to go ahead and enroll and, and get their two-year degrees. That's right. Well, and 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 you you said we we spoke last night, and you said it. Um, I mean, we feel from Lamar University. I mean, anytime we can increase um, the access to two-year institutions, that's good for us because it fills our pipeline for those students right. who want to continue and come. But real quickly, it really does not impact Lamar University from your perspective. No, we've looked at the research and, and where this has happened before. Uh, it doesn't really discourage students who want to enroll in a four-year institution and get that baccalaureate degree are not discouraged or persuaded to go elsewhere, particularly when those two-year institutions offer more technical programs, because you're really talking about two different types of students. Right. Um, and in the long run, as you say, it could really benefit Lamar by encouraging more students to become engaged in higher education. They get in, they're successful, and they say, you know what, maybe I do want to go get that four-year degree. That's right. And off, That's off right. to Lamar they go. That's right. Mike, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it and um, appreciate you. you explaining all that to us about the system. Thank you. You're welcome. Glad all to right. be here. Thanks so much for listening to the LU Moment. I'm Shelley Vitanza for Lamar University, the pride of Southeast Texas. See you next week.